So I, I figured something out. Um, King Cake from Louisiana is about 4,000 billion percent better than any King Cake that I have eaten in Knoxville ever in the last Including 13 Including the one years. that says flown in from Louisiana? If it's flown supposedly. in, if you can get it from Gambino's and you, can, you know somebody who knows somebody and you can get it, it's better. Uh, I have decided that three-day-old stale Gambino's king cake is better than fresh from any of the places here in Knoxville. And uh, I ate three of them while I was back home. Not by myself, <laughs> but there were three of them available, and it was wonderful, and I miss, I miss the food there so much! Wes, what is a king cake? Oh, you don't know what a king cake is? So there's this that. little, sure there's there's this little tradition, tradition back home called Mardi Gras, where the good old Catholics get to celebrate Fat Tuesday. Do you mean and Marches I would Grass? More, what? Do you mean Marches Grass? No, Mardi <laughs> Gras. <laughs> Fat Also known Tuesday. as Carnival everywhere else. Yeah, right? So they celebrate Carnival. that. I I could tell you more about the celebration, but I'm Baptist, not Catholic. So, but yeah, it's a. I don't feel like there's a whole lot of religion when it comes to Mardi Gras. (laughs) No, well, it's a celebration. It's like a break from Lent, so you get to go crazy, or it's like the break right before Lent because it's Ash Wednesday. Yeah, Uh, yeah, I grew up around Catholic people too. So yeah, they celebrate and get all their bad stuff out before they take their 40 day fast for Lent. Uh, and Mardi Gras is amazing and fun and very enjoyable. Uh, parades, beads, candy, uh, Mardi Gras cake. <laughs> Let's talk about the cake again. Cinnamon with cream cheese or blueberry. Oh my God. Ugh. I just like the fact that she said beads and then candy. And in my mind, <laughs> I'm thinking, yeah, you're right. <laughs> hundred percent agreed. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, that's. I just got back and it was wonderful and love that. So, what have you guys got going on? Anything fun and exciting? Well, I found round trip tickets to Rome for two hundred and fifty dollars. When are we going? Nice. When are we going? I <laughs> after October when I graduate. <laughs> Out of what airport? I don't remember. I just saw the ticket. I, I had no. I had no intention of getting it because it was going to be within the next couple of months, and I just couldn't take it. But it's that. Uh, I think you're the one that told us about it. Scotch tea flights? Yeah. I must have missed it, because we're looking to go to Europe or the UK, uh, probably March, April-ish. It's like last week, I think. Rome, 250, round trip. Yeah. Probably gone. Yeah, I'm sure. I think it was probably like, this happened yesterday, because you're not a prime member. I think it was (laughs) Swedish Air, and they were offering $250 round trip tickets to Switzerland. You had to fly into Genoa, but it had to be in the month of March. But Mm. round trip, 250. Hard to pass up. Mm-hmm. Yep. I couldn't drive to uh, South Carolina and back to the coast and back for that much in gas. Right? Yeah, especially that big old vehicle of yours. Mm. So what is going on in the world of uh, Back Patio Network? So we're actually still doing <laughs> Age of Heroes. Surprisingly, oh, nothing's lasted beyond a year. Uh, every s- Monday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard, non-daylight savings time, we're on Twitch, live streaming, playing uh, D&D 5e, in the world of Greyhawk, going through Shackled City, an old EMG adventure. It's a lot of fun. If you miss the Twitch, it's on YouTube, and coming soon to a podcast TBD. new year. <laughs> <laughs> Near you? New year. New year? 
Yeah. Happy <laughs> New Year. Jeez. I mean, th- I swear, this is de- this is week eight of 60-hour weeks. I am just brain dead. Safi's going to be just really hammered this game. <laughs> Great. <laughs> well, is that new? After the fight. <laughs> I say Safi, quote. <laughs> you guys are fighting something big and dangerous. You are fighting like unto a god. It is a dragon, a dragon of the blue variety. And unfortunately for me, you are all immune to electricity damage. Because uh, the very air around this dragon is filled with electricity. You would be taking a little bit of electricity damage every round if it wasn't for the fact you're all immune to it. It was amazing coincidence that that was allowed to happen. Just beautiful, beautiful planning on your part. And it is the top of round three. And we were talking before we hit record. Alicia, how much damage did you take in round two? Hadassah took 101 points of damage last round. Are we all running away? I didn't take it. Screaming (laughs) like small children. (laughs) Wasn't some of that self-inflicted? Some of that was self-inflicted. That's right. 30... Five thirty-eight points of it was mm-hmm. um, a critical fail on Hadassah's part. Thank you very much to the person that sent that in. You know okay. what? I'm I'm okay with that. Like I, I, it's not fun, but you know, it's just like a, blood ragers are kind of made to soak up damage, at least to some degree. So I have heard some of the critical fails that people have sent in, and you know, that was okay. Like, it could have been so much worse. Could have been worse. Could have been unconscious. Could be unconscious. Uh, Could be an elf right now. (laughs) It is the top of round three. And Safi, you are up. I'm invisible, so I'm going to try something dumb. I'm going to fly (laughs) into melee range of this behemoth. Okay. <laughs> and casting defensively, I'm going to try to reach out and touch it. But let me roll my defensive casting first, which I don't think I can fail this. Um, I'll roll it just in case. Five. Does Safi want to fill up a dragon? Safi, uh, if this is successful, I'm. You need to make a will save. How about that? If, do you have spell resistance? What? If you have spell resistance, it does apply. Is this a touch attack? Uh, it's a spell. Let me see if it's actually a touch attack. Creature touched, so... But it doesn't say attack. I've, I guess it is. I mean, it doesn't say attack or anything, but it is a creature touch spell. Yeah. So let me roll to hit. Yeah. Uh, this is a giant creature. You are invisible, so it is flat-footed. Uh, 25. It has a touch attack of six. Nice. <laughs> so, if you have spell resistance, it applies. It does have SR. All right. Come on. Come on. Ugh. All right. Oh, yeah. Uh, 30. <laughs> Just barely made it. That was now, close. All right. Now we get to the will save? Now you make a will save. Natural. No, I'm kidding. 29. DC 29. Woohoo! God. 
Okay, nothing happens. I'm done. Oh, what was the, what was the dragon about <laughs> nay, to feel? Nay. <laughs> what was I it? I shan't tell you until I actually succeed and get. This is the second time I've tried this uh, damn spell. The audience uh, is dying to know. <laughs> well, next too. round, I'm going to try again. Yep. yep. All right. The dragon is suddenly and polymorphed into a horse. I am suddenly <laughs> visible also, so I think I might just now die. Oh, man. Because that is an attack. Oh, no. Volantre, you are up. So, Safi is now visible right next to the dragon. Hello. Um, Hadassah just took a really bad hit. Are you bloodied or not? Um, I am right at half. So, bloodied, so, yes. yes. Volantre is going to reach out, grab Safi. No, mm, this is not smart. Never mind. <laughs> I was going to teleport out, but not like away far enough, but far enough that I could still get in with the dragon. Ah, screw it. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to cast um, greater teleport defensively. DC 25 plus 22, and I rolled a 12 on the die, so defensive casts, good. I reach out to grab Hadassah and Safi, and I greater teleport essentially to the lower left-hand corner of this map. Well, hey, where are we going? With everyone. So I'm moving Volantre, moving Hadassah, and moving Safi. Now, Greater Teleport is not like um, Dimension Door. I can still move afterwards, correct? You're the one reading the spell. You tell me. Looks like it can be. Just making sure I wouldn't throw anything off. And then for my next action, I have 90 fly speed. It's 90. Might be more, but let's see. How much distance do I need to cover? Well within range. I am just going to move back to my original position. Yoink. And then taunt the dragon. And what is that taunt going to see? Your battle is with me. Alright. Volantre playing the part of a hero. Hadassah, you're Really far away from your best friend. What are you gonna do now? Oh, hey, don't, uh, don't, don't go nowhere. I'll, I'll help you out. She is, she is gonna hold until um, after Safi's turn, get some healing, and then get back in there. So you are holding. Holding. Yep. It is now the blue dragon's turn. Volantri has teleported people away, and then he has zipped back into combat. But before the dragon can act, the giants have sprung into action. 12 seconds after combat has begun, they realize that maybe, just maybe, this is their chance to no longer be slaves. And they begin moving towards, I would say the name, but I would get it wrong. <laughs> Cadril Costa. Cadril Costa, thank you, the person that takes notes. They have all started to move towards Cadril Costa. So the giants are now surrounding this blue dragon. They had to move way too far and do not get an attack off, but now they are close at hand. And then you see Cadril Costa shift her butt around and 
makes this large sweeping motion with her tail. And anybody in the area of effect of where this happens will take damage as an area of effect. You get to do a reflex save for half. 34. These stone giants are going to regret coming up here. We're about to have five or four dead stone giants. Just took a whirlwind attack. Right. So the tail whip comes around. All of the stone giants have failed their save. They're not exactly springing into action. Volantre, you will only take half this damage. 36, so you take 18 points of damage. Uh, The... All of the stone giants, on the other hand, will take the full amount. Then, Cadral Costa will beat her wings and beat an egg. Uh, she'll put an egg in her shoe and beat it. <laughs> <laughs> and she Aww. takes off and begins flying to the south. And, uh, Valentra, you'll get your attack of opportunity. I will take it. This is going to be a claw. And it's 16 on the die, so that is uh, 40. That'll hit. And it's a big 29 points of damage. That's minimum damage. 29 is minimum. That sounds fairly sizable. I'm large size because of the spell, so my strength is significantly increased than normal. That's the end of round three. We're on to round four i got to admit, this dragon has lasted about three rounds longer than I thought it would. Uh, Safi, you're up. Uh, Dasa, Mm -hmm. about how many hit points are you down? 101. Shit. (laughs) All right. Uh, That's only about half. All right. I cast heal. You have maximum hit points now. Awesome. I just hear, like, a level up sound. Chomp, 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 chomp. Yeah, something like that. Like yeah. the uh, mushroom. Yeah, yeah, go kill the blue bastard. All right. Um, I am going to use. See, how far away is this thing? Ooh, ooh, ooh. We're on roll 20. You can just go 90 feet away. 90 feet away. But there's some terrain in the middle, right? Yeah. So I'm flying. Oh. All right. Can I move that up? Eh, yeah, but I wouldn't be able to attack. All right. I'm going to use the spell Cheetah Sprint to, <laughs> cro- to charge from where I am to where the dragon is and make an attack. <laughs> nice. All right. So she pretty much bamps over there. Ten times your base land speed. Wow. Yeah, that's a it's cool a, sp- I like that. It is awesome. That's a cool spell. That's a swift action. Um, I have I have one problem though. What's that? Well, I guess if you're actually running, you're good. But it says no effect on other mo- nodes of movement, uh, burrow, climb, fly, or swim. So you'd I have mean, to actually move cross. But I. I mean, I can run it. Question is, how far up off the ground is she? I mean. Not that much. <laughs> I mean, she's flying. I assume, like, um, altitude is optional. <laughs> <laughs> so you could run up to basically adjacent and then fly straight up, right? 
Do you have much movement deal left over when you have 900 movement speed? Um, well, her base <laughs> move speed is like 40, so she can go like... 400 feet. Yeah. Huh. That's crazy. So That's do we want to bat around how she gets there, or do, do I just roll the charge? I just, I don't think you're going to be able to make it because you have to run across the ground to get over to that area. And I guess, yeah, because charge is a full round action. So it would have to happen and it would have to include your fly speed in order to get high enough. It's kind of one of these weird things that are happening. And she's 20 feet up in the air above the plateau that she's on. So the area below that plateau is like another 20 feet down. Okay. I don't know what to do. And there's a hill giant there looking at you, looking at the dragon, realizing it's probably stuck in between a really bad place. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I guess it kind of, I guess um, it kind of depends. Let me pull up Cheetah Sprint and take a look at this as to whether it has to be a straight line. The charge has to be a straight line, but cheetah sprint should also work for just running. The problem is, is charge itself is a full round action. That is a part, that includes movement. Is that okay, okay. a hill giant wearing Old Spice? Old look at me, now look at your man, <laughs> now look at me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. All right, if you take a charge or run action for the end of your turn, you can move a total distance of up to 10 times your base lane speed. Okay. Um, it's a swift action with, I guess the big question is, with the running action um, take up the amount of time it would require for me to attack this thing. Got you. And run is so, a full round action as well. Those are both full rounds. Okay. But so, you could get over there and in the dragon's face by the okay. end of your turn. All right. Well, if all I can do is move over there, then I will save the spell and probably just double move my way over there. Just use double move with your yeah. fly speed. Yeah, it's probably a good idea. Yeah. Save the spell for when it's actually useful. Save this I'm glad you tried to Save use it because I love that spell. I yeah. do too. It's, it's so probably cool, one right? Probably my favorite uh, Pathfinder. And if you're hasted, mm-hmm. 700 feet, right? Well, haste is weird. Just ridiculous. I think haste would just add 30 feet to the end, right? Because it's got a maximum of 30. I don't know. Um, let's see. I think it just works off your base. Oh, that's your, your base, base speed. speed. Yeah. yeah, it works off your base land speed. Yeah. We were about to get into some rules lawyer right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why I don't have that spell. Well, I mean, sometimes you have to like, kind of, look into it a little bit, because right there, you know, it's like I'm looking at the map, but I tend to forget about you know minutia like terrain and the Z axis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like that's oh, what yeah, I'm here for. Can... I'm here to throw yeah. the winch <laughs> in the great plans that are cheetah sprint. So, anything else, Hadassah? Just moving over there. Getting in the casual yeah, yeah. Costa's face. Yep, I'll just move in. Yep. I think All right. that's about as far as I can go right there. Belantre. So dragon is away from me. I can straight line charge it, correct? With your pounce and fly and all the bullshit that you come with? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to do. So 
See, this is now Alicia's angry because she doesn't have a summoner. <laughs> so, um, I charge right into the back of the dragon because I assume you said it hightailed out of there. So it is flying away from us. Sure. Yeah, I'm just, I stab it in the back basically. And then I first do my brand new horn attack with a gore followed by a claw claw. And as I'm pulling out that horn, I go to bite the tail. That is a 12 on the die for the bite. So that's a 37. That'll be a hit. First claw is going to be a 30. Okay. Second claw. Oh, God. I'm going horrible. Wait, 29. was 30 the attack against the AC? Yes. That'll be a miss. I thought that was damage. Oh, okay. No, no, no. No, 30 is uh, a straight miss. So first one was a hit, right? Yes. The second one's a miss. The third one's a miss. Yes. And now the bite, 39. That'll hit. Okay. 30 and 34 points of damage. I have to do it separately because you probably have DR, you little bastard. Yes. Dragon. Those dragons, they're tricksy ones. And that will be the end of my turn as that was a full round action. Cathedral Costa will view what is going on around her. She is getting destroyed by this little blue glowy guy. There is a very angry looking barbarian charging down on top of her. Even the stone giants have started to turn on her. She is going to cast a spell defensively which is almost impossible to fail at this level. And she disappears. Poof, she's gone. And Hadassah, you still have your goggles of true seeing on. I do. You, you do not see her. She did not go, she did not just go invisible. She disappeared. She just went. You heard that teleportation pop. Got it. She's gone. A little puff of like smoke. Like Melantre did when he tried to trick you. Yeah, yeah. And you're officially out of combat. And as soon as Cadril Costa disappears, the stone giants that are left behind immediately hit their knees and begin bowing down to the great god that is Volantre. Traded one blue dragon for another. <laughs> no, whoa, that's whoa. what I was thinking. <laughs> Up, off of your knees, you all go... Do what you please. What? What is the oh. name? What is the name of our new Jesus god? Uh, <laughs> Volandre. But I am not your god. Oh, hail Volandre! Volandre, Volandre, we are not worthy, <laughs> Volandre. About that time, a couple of angels come in from stage <laughs> left. <laughs> Hadassah is cracking up. <laughs> she... They. They fly around Volantre. <laughs> um, I am not your god, and you all can do as you please. Please tell us what we need to do. What shall we accomplish next? Oh, no, you follow us. We go go uh, fight something. You come help us, yeah? We, they, they kind of look at you. No, no, look at him. A little. And then they look back at Volantre. Old Spice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is Old Spice doing? What? The hill giant. Oh, oh, uh, the hill giants have booked it out. They recognize okay. an opportunity and they're leaving. Safi, do you really want to enslave them to fight for us? 
No, it's not enslaving if they come on their own free will. We have a long, arduous journey ahead of us. You all can follow, or you may leave. It is your choice. Uh, you're saying that we could go back to our families and pack up the tents that are here, and we can just head home? As long as if you don't kill, you can leave. And they just kind of side-eye each other, and they start taking that, like, half a step back, keeping their eyes on Volantre, like, is he really gonna let us go? Like sliding Another, their feet, like, I, step slide. Half step back. Step slide. I turn around. I turn my back to them. <laughs> and they're like, he's not gonna eat us. Oh, the Vulcan disorder. Oh, that's very bad. <laughs> no, no, you could in um, Hadassah still has that electric energy crackling along her arms and she just like lets loose a tiny little like electric lightning bolt into a rock nearby. Oh, when that happens, they immediately <laughs> spring into action. They pack up their tents and in less than 10 minutes, they are on the horizon. She chuckles. You're bad. I mean, considering the fact that I spent 10,000 years in, you know, a place that was dominated by sin, I, th- I think I turned out remarkably well. So Volantre shrinks back to normal size and his electrical chart, his electrical charge just kind of goes away. So this is the excavation site. Where do we go from here? Did somebody bring the map? Oh, there it is. Okay. And are we ready to go? I forgot where the excavation map uh, site was on this map. Gilsburg. Okay. While we're discussing this, I go ahead and cast Rejuvenate Eidolon on myself, since it's heal with Eidolon. Alicia, you want to describe this map to our audience sitting around at home? Uh, sure. Okay, so what we've got in the north and running down the eastern part of the map are the Kodar Mountains. Um, and it's kind of upside down L-shaped, and then... Um, the western and lower parts of the map are a valley. Giltspur is over to the west and um, in that valley we're seeing the Kazaron River which has the Stalic River coming off of it and as it moves as the Kazaron moves over to the east it looks like it meets up with the River Ava which I believe is the one we are looking for. And the mountain entrance is about 120, I'm guessing that's miles away from Giltspur. Yep. And these mountains are huge. Okay. Is nope, it's half It's half that. I can't do uh, scale. Okay. Is Marmasif a singular mountain or a joint range of mountains here? I thought it was like the Everest of this mountain. Okay. All right. Cool. Um... All right, I have that we need to look for the head of the river Avra, or Ava. Um, it's going to be in the north of the valley at Mar Massif, and we follow the river to its head. So listen, if we, we got to go 60 miles plus on foot, I'm going to pray to Caden Killian to send me a horsey or something. I, I think I... No, I'm fat. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to have to pray tonight... A.K.A. change some spells to summon some mounts. Yeah, I would be okay with uh, taking a little rest. What's the run speed on a horse? It's like 30 a day or something like that. Like just standard travel. 30 yeah, miles. Standard travel. 
That's not pushing it or anything. If we push it, we'll probably do it in a day. And they're summoned horses, so at this level, I'm, hell, they may fly for all I know. I haven't looked at summoned mountain forever. <laughs> I'm level 16. I'm not sure. Let's. I just don't think as a dragon I'll be able to ride a horse, so I have to be exposed. Well, you can fly though, right? Yeah, I can fly, but my fly speed's only about 80. I think it'll be all right. Yeah, I've got the Phantom Steed spell, so. At this level, that should be plenty of riding time to get us where we need to go. So, do we want to just follow this river then? Rest for the night after we get a ways down it? And then continue our journey tomorrow with horses? I guess, sure. Either that or we could rest here. Do you think the dragon's coming back? Hmm. Probably not today. Perhaps we should take a tent and rest elsewhere. I don't think I have access to summoning mounts. It must be a Arcana thing. <laughs> Damn it! I have to walk. Sophie's gonna no have kidding. a good time. It's, Screw it's that! Okay. Hadassa can summon an extra mount. Oh, shoo! <laughs> She's not gonna make Sophie walk. It's gonna turn into an air <laughs> elemental and fly or something, <laughs> or cast. <laughs> Wish. I think I would have to like Guess officially realign her evil if she rode the horse and just left Sophie to walk. Like I'm pretty sure that <laughs> that to, would be an evil act. You have to realign <laughs> at least as mean. Yeah, I know. You're like lawful mean. <laughs> I know. I mean, I could grab you and fly you there, but that's uncomfortable for everyone. Probably more so you. <laughs> <laughs> So looking at this map, where is your final destination? What are you actually aiming? I feel like we're going kind of southeast towards the A on the map. Yeah. Yeah, I would think yeah. that we're headed towards the A that's on the map because mm -hmm. I don't think we're going to try to fly over the mountains to get to a river because we don't know which river is which. Yeah. And we know we have to follow the river into it to get to the city. That is actually a very good idea. Plus, flying over those mountains would be treacherous. Uh, they are quite high. You would have to go and deal with altitude sickness and all that fun stuff. But if you are flying to the southeast to hit the mouth of the river as it flows out of the mountains, that is a very good idea. So go ahead. Nothing is going to happen. There are no random monsters to deal with. So put a button on this, bow it up, and tell me how you get there. Um, after we rest, everybody's healed, has their spells back. Hadassah will summon two phantom steeds, one for her and one for Safi. Beautiful. And Volandre can fly. Yep. And, um, <laughs> of course, Safi knows the steeds <laughs> that she summoned. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we start the long and boring aspect of travel. Do we know that we're traveling south first before going north? In other words, if we headed east to the Stalic River, do we know to head south down it to the Kazaron, or do we not know? I think you actually have this map in your possession, that's, and spots have been marked on it by Judah for you. That's what I thought. I just wanted to make sure mm -hmm. that we at least had an idea that we're not just, we as the players aren't going to it because we have a map in front of us. Nope. This is what your characters actually own, is this very map. Okay. It's just sans the A, B, C, and the little square in the top, but it's good for reference. <laughs> yes. Pay no attention to the square behind the curtain. 
So you were riding horses to get into the southeast. You probably follow the river around to make sure you don't miss it or lose it. So it's probably close to a week's worth of travel by this point. Several large feasts summoned by Safi in order to make you more comfortable. Tents laid. You kind of freeze a little bit, but nothing you can't deal with as grand adventurers. And the... Evening is drawing to a close as you approach this that little A. You can tell that the river that you're following is starting to go up into the mountains, and it is only getting colder as you rest for the night. So when you wake up in the morning, there is frost everywhere, maybe even a light drizzle of snow on any tents that you have set up, and you are ready for the beginning of a new day. What do you do? Anybody got a boat? I don't need a boat. Um, well, the phantom steeds might fly. Let me... Let's say at this level, I think they can fly and teleport yeah. and go astral and all kinds of crazy stuff. Yep. The mount can fly at its speed with a bonus on fly skill checks equal to your castro level. So, yeah. The horses can fly. Nice. But you do have to do fly checks. Yes. Oh. Okay. <laughs> How bad are they? <laughs> <laughs> this ain't Vanek. <laughs> it says equal to your caster level, so. Oh, 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 okay. Yep. The steed itself is making the fly check. Yeah. If you get into combat or anything, we'll do ride checks for the riders, but I think you're okay right now. Okay, because I got to fly a plus one. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, these guys are flying at, if it's 14th, so you're what, level 16 right now, plus 16 on fly checks. That is the majority of fly checks at this point, unless you're yeah. just trying to do something silly, which you wouldn't be. So you are actually able to fly, all three of you, Hadassah and Safi on the Phantom Steeds. Do the Phantom Steeds have anything specific about them? Do they look a certain way? Um... I would say that, yes, they are um, a dark grayish to black on their coats, and we'll say they've got little sparks around their hooves and manes. Cute. Everybody yeah. loves sparks. God. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, the one of the first... Um, RPG characters I ever played was a wind rider, and she had a nightmare for a steed. So fun! Yeah, a little. That's sort of what you've got going on here. Homage, so. yeah. I love nightmares. They were so. It was such a cool horse. That was awesome. So you are flying north into the mountains. It is getting colder and colder and colder and colder. And you were getting higher and higher. You're still around that three to 5,000 foot mark that we talked about last issue, last episode. Uh, I've dropped a new look into Roll20 for you, so you can kind of get some flavor going on of a rampaging river as it flows out of the mountains. You can feel the cold lifting off of the river, freezing the bottoms of your feet. Feet's that picture is straight out of East Tennessee. Yeah. Right. yeah, I was gonna say that's a creek. That's a yeah. that's not a river. <laughs> but I mean, just the, the it's you know the green tunnels. It's that's yeah. an East Tennessee photo. And yeah. as you get farther north, it turns less and less green and more and more white. And you are getting closer and closer to an area where you have to make a choice of left 
or straight. This is the first time that we... This is the first fork, right? Correct. We go straight, right? We continue straight. Yep. We do not branch off. You continue north into the mountains following the river beneath your feet, and you have reached the second fork. You can go either to the left or to the right. For sure to the left. It's a good thing somebody read the map before you left. You take the left fork. Following today's version of the River Ava, and as you go north, the river eventually begins to peter out into a very, very swampy area. But it is frozen over in spots. You can see... The, the, it's creating this mist over the top of the water where it has finally spread out into a much larger swampy area. And there is no indication of where the river goes from this point. In fact, it looks like the River Ava begins here. Hadassah, do you see anything with those goggles? pull my goggles into place and start looking around. There is a little bit of a sparkle over to your left, but about the time that you start to make your way in that direction, I'm going to need you to give me a fortitude save. Oh no. 29. Not you, Valandre. (laughs) Just Hadassah. Sorry, I thought we all did. No, just Hadassah. A 32. About the time that you resist being turned into a snow rabbit, you hear some cackling coming from not too far away in these fins. And when you look over to see what is cackling, you see a nice, cute river otter. Aww. adorable. Even with the goggles of true seeing, it's a river otter? I believe so. Well, that That otter's huge. <laughs> it's a 750 mile. I know it's bigger than the blue dragon. Right. Um, I'm just, I'm just blowing it up so you can see the cute little picture that is a baby otter. Oh my god! Is it I know they're so cute. Hadassah <laughs> says, "Well, that wasn't very nice." <laughs> I almost got you. <laughs> she looks back at um, Safi and Volandre, and she says. I can't tell if it's a joke. Are, are, are they marsupials? I don't think I so. I no, think they're mammals. No. Okay. What do you mean? I see this otter laughing. What did it do? Um, I think it tried to turn me into something. <laughs> ah, it gets so lonely here. <laughs> It's nice to have some people to play with. Oh, and oh. Safi will head over towards the otter. It dives into the water and it picks up next close to you and it just kind of sits there and glares at you and gives you a... Not glare. It looks at you with its uh, large black eyes and it winks. I plop down on some rock. Pull out my mug, fill it up, take a drink. What do you want to do? Ooh, I do like to play a small game. We call it Tag. Have you played? Oh, oh God. Oh, my kids. They used to play tag and have me running. No, no, I'm too big. Let's try something else. Ah, how about guess the number? 
Ooh, okay. Two. That's very good. That's exactly what I was thinking. Are you? <laughs> I'm very good at this. I need the night. Well, your turn. Okay, go. Ah, 7,492,304. I was thinking two. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> okay, I win. You do what win. Is, and oops. about that time, she spins up and it turns into this misty apparition. And when she finally appears in her final form, there is a very pixie-looking, purple-skinned elf, maybe, in front of you. Oh, you're beautiful. Why, yes, thank you. And then she looks over your shoulder and she sees Volantre. She looks at you she goes, Blue Dragon but encased inside is a human. Are you, Volantre? Yes, that is me. Did you know a great warrior who went by the name of Droth? Sadly, yes. He's no longer on this plane. You had another friend, a small frog. I believe the name was Poe. Yes, Poe was here as well. And where are they now? Well, Droth is no longer on this plane. He has gone to see his god. Poe, on the other hand, I have no idea. All we know is that an old friend took him. Hmm. Where and why, we don't know. That is quite distressing. Seeing you brings great memories of my sister. You took such good care of her. You ended her pain. And then you took care of the swamp that she was in charge of for so many years. It is very good that I get to meet you, Volantre. And I just wish that I could say the same to Droth and Poe. I'm sure they would be glad to meet you as well, just as I am. My name but is Svavinka. I Svavinka? am the druid. I am the nymph in charge of the ice mist fins. Miriana was my sister, and I heard through our mutual friends what you did for her. And as repayment, which can only be a minimal amount of what you did for her, but I offer the sanctuary of the ice mist fins to you. Please come back here and rest at any time. I appreciate that very much. So, Belantre, will you introduce me to your new friends? The jolly fellow sitting to your right is Safi. Any beverage you can imagine he can likely create, as long as if it has alcohol in it. That's the point, yes. Okay, there you go. <laughs> and who is this lovely creature? Her name is Hadassah. Hadassah? We freed you, her from the Room Forge. You look familiar, Hadassah. You are not like these other modern fellows, are you? No, no. I, mm. I walked this earth a very long time ago. And like... It sounds like your sister, like her, I was helped by Volantre and Droth and Poe and Sophie. Oh, that is very nice. And it's just coming back to me, Volantre. Wasn't there a fourth? A mean man. One who may have threatened to burn down the swamp? 
I've tried to forget his name. Oh, he did help in the end and save my sister. What was his name again? Venek Tang. I think he was just misunderstood. (laughs) (laughs) That's a very interesting point to make, Mr. Safi. Thank you. You seem defensive. No, I just love everybody. Oh, Safi. Always seeing the best in people. He is still around as well, but I do not know where. Well, let's hope he doesn't show up here. Ice and fire do not mix. So, I would like to apologize, dear Hadassah, for casting that spell upon you. I just thought it would be a little of a neat trick to see a little snow bunny running around on the shores. It's quite all right. So, what brings the great Volantre and two of his best friends to the fins of the ice mist? Zen Shalast. <gasps> no. No, yes, really. You, you look to venture to the north? We do. Do you know how dangerous it is up there? No. Do you know how much more dangerous it will be if we do not? Let's talk about the danger first. Hang on. I understand that Karzug is making his return and will probably cast this very land into shadow again. And we are at all, we are all in grave danger. And if you look, and if you are looking to take down this Karzug, then I will... I will cast all of the spells that I can cast. I will heal you when I can. I will buff. I will give you the strength of bears if I can. But mostly, I provide you sanctuary for when Zen Shalast is proves to be too much. You may come here and rest. Is there anything protecting this area from magical entry? Well, there are a few... Let's call them tricks on finding the true way to Zen Shalast. It is confusing to get there. But once you get there, the very pinnacles, the large city that overlooks the lower, is covered in some sort of magical field. I don't really know much about it, but I do know and have seen leaders of this rising rune lord enter freely. How many of these leaders have you seen? Half a dozen is all I saw. Now, I was not there very long. I left as soon as I could. It's quite dangerous in Zen Shalast. How far from here is Zen Shalast? It's a little different for everybody. You will have to find your own way. The three of us together, or each on our own? Oh, you may work together, yes. What about this swamp? We can return here freely, with no impediment or impairment. As long as you can walk on your own two legs, I can imagine. What if we're not walking? Then I would imagine someone would have to carry you. He wants to know if we can fly in. Oh, flying. Yes, absolutely. Flying is fine, too. I do it all the time. What about teleport? I've never tested teleports. I do not know. You said that only the upper part of the city um, was restricted. 
by the um, the occlusion field. Oh, is that what you want to call it? Then yes, the occlusion field is only in the upper area. You mean we could have teleported all the way up there without that to do with the, 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 the horses for two weeks and being in the swamp and the rivers and. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Safi, you you're a silly one, Safi. Guess what number I'm thinking? Two. Damn it! I'm pretty good. What? <laughs> If the leaders can come and go out of the upper part of the city, then maybe if we can capture one of the leaders, we can find out how they are doing that. That is a good idea, Hadassah. Volantre, you have done well for yourself. You find companions worthy of you. I get by, but I worry about who these leaders are. And you should. You very well should. And there's more than just that. Each of the leader commands quite a small army themselves. You're looking for giants. Workers are mostly the what giants do there. But there are also those known as Lamias. And they also have... And she looks left. She looks right. She leans in. Abominable snowmen. I've seen them with my own two eyes. They are rumored no more. At one time, how many of these leaders are in the city? You say you've seen half a dozen. Was that at once? haven't spent that much time there. I just come and go occasionally for some friends that I have in the city. But lately it's been much, much too dangerous ever since Karzu began to rise up. Is the city safe? No. Then what of your friends? Perhaps you can find them. I have not talked to them in close to five years. There's some inhabitants. The original inhabitants of Zenshalast. They went underground whenever the world exploded. And they have become something different. They have survived for a very long time, these gray-skinned masses of humanity. But just recently, about 10, 15 years ago, they divided into two separate groups. Most of them are known as the Spared, but something happened. And now they've begun to fall to some creature that they call the Hidden beast. I tried to save them once, but I failed. Your your friends, are they uh, are they otters too, or do you like have beavers and marmots and things? The friends in the city are, well, actually, they're descendants of Hadassah and those of oh, her they're, age. They're not my descendants. He, she smiles. Well, but, you know what I mean. Yes. Have you heard of another plane called Ling? I don't know. Have we? Uh, give me, give me a knowledge planes. <laughs> All right. Let's do a knowledge planes check. Belantre does not. <laughs> big old seven total. Uh, thirty. Oh no no no! Wrong wrong one. Uh, twenty three. I got a thirteen. Then no, you guys haven't heard about it. She says, yeah. have you heard of the dimension called Ling? No. Doesn't ring a bell. 
It's a nightmare realm associated with the dream realm. But if you spend too long there, you get to the world of shadows. And there are some horrible abominations that come from that dimension. And near here, not far away, the division between our realm, the material plane, and the plane of Lang, it's a little weak, and sometimes things cross over. And that is what the hidden beast is. It is merely a mass, a mess of tentacles, teeth, and anger. Did Karzug have anything to do with this tear? It's less to do with and more the entire reason Zen Shalast exists here. The original Rune Lord of Greed built it here for that very reason. And so the Rune Lords throughout the ages have made deals with Ling. Well, that's astoundingly, you know, on point for them. Why do you say that, Hadassah? What do you know about the Rune Lord of Greed? Less than the Rune Lord of Wrath, but enough. Simply that enough is never enough. That would describe Zen Shalas to a T. The Golden Road alone, in its beginning, when it was at full magnificence. Ah, the beauty of that city. Who are your friends? Will they provide a sanctuary? If And do you want us to bring them back to your swamp? My friends are known as the Spared, and they will never leave. I just wish they could be freed from the hidden beast. And you said you can point us at least towards the way to Zinshalast? You are almost there, but everybody must find their own way. There were two dwarves here not that long ago, and they found their way by starving themselves. But she looks over at Hadassah. I think you might be able to find a different path. Oh, thank goodness. Thank goodness. I don't want to starve. No, no. Why would starving themselves help them find Shinshalast? I don't know, but it seemed to work. The opposite of greed is uh, to give up food. Wouldn't that be the opposite of gluttony? Sure, sure, yes. Perhaps they were gluttonous. It has nothing to do with greed. Do we really have to talk about gluttony? I mean, really, it's not important right now. We just talk about greed, okay? Safi. Mm-hmm. How about you stop drinking for a few days and let's see what happens. How about you? Okay. Oh, um. <laughs> Do, Do you we... need to go pray and run this by Caden Kaylee? Well, Caden would never approve. Caden <laughs> would never approve. But I will see what he says. Um, I have an idea what he'll say, but you'll never know because I'm the messenger. Uh, how how many days? Are we even... Uh, are we even sure this will work? I mean... We are not. It's not, it's not necessary. There's other avenues that we must try. Perhaps we start with Hadassah first. first. Hadassah, no drinking. 
Falandre said it, not me. I do not like this plan. She opens up her magical bag and starts pulling out snacks and just setting them down on the trail (laughs) one at a time. I think you can still eat. And slides them away. Is that a petit four? (laughs) Oh. Tip picks it up and takes a bite. Oh, I hope you don't mind. No, no, no. I was going for variety. (sighs) She looks longingly at the snacks and then Turns away and leaves them there. It's been 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are you still um, Are you still wearing those glasses at this point, or have you taken them off? I'm still wearing them. Excellent. So as you look over the ice men, ice men? The ice fin, ice mist fins. I'm really good at names, y'all. <laughs> That's not exactly an easy name to say. So as you look over the ice mist fins, with your true seeing glasses, a an apparition begins to take form, and you notice that you can follow the original path of the River Eva as it goes to the slight northwest from the ice mist fins. Since the fall of Thassalon, this is where the River Eva starts, but originally. It followed a path from the left. Did I see this path before I gave up all of Hadassah's snacks? Well, I mean, it's there's a there's a missing petit four. <laughs> well, I don't know. You said you turned around for thirty seconds, so you turned back around and suddenly there's. <laughs> it's all that one little petit four. I know. Those stupid dwarfs, they didn't have all to star the, themselves. Yeah, I turn around and all that's left is one petty four. <laughs> but no, um, no, did she see the the path with the goggles before, um, you know, sacrificing all of her snake? I mean, you left them on the trail? For a minute. Yeah, so it's whatever Safi's eaten is what's left. Okay. So no, you didn't notice it before, or if you did, you didn't understand what you were seeing until she sort of said, maybe you should look for it. Okay, good. Aha. And she points to the path, and she says, that way. And then she gathers all her snacks back into her back. Guys, one more piece. Okay, take Yeah, she she gives one more to (laughs) Sophie. So what I'm hearing is I don't have to quit drinking, so let's go. Volantre lands on the ground and begins walking with them. How long do your phantom seeds last? They're like hours and hours, right? Like at this level of days? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a long time. I'll look. Um, one hour per level. Okay. So, so yeah, a good day's ride okay. every day. Lead the way. She moves her steed forward and off we go. You follow the ghostly path of the River Ava for about four hours. And you never deter from the path, thanks only to your true seeing goggles. Without them, this would have been a multiple episode trek as you try to find your way to the original headwaters. But as you go that direction, you eventually find yourself walking into and approaching the city gates of the lower city 
of Zen shall last. And we're getting close to the end, but I want you to see this map in its full scale. This was a city built and designed around housing giants that worked as slaves. This is not a human-sized city. This is Zen Shalast. And I will drop your tokens onto the map so that you can see just how tiny you are. Nope. <laughs> but if you use... Nope. <laughs> I've got it set up. Each square itself is 750 oh, feet. You only have a small part of the city revealed. Is that correct? That is correct. You are approaching the city gates. You have an option from this path to go left or to go right into an area that appears to be a very large fortress. But you are still several thousand feet away, probably a mile to a mile and a half away when you see these things coming up out of the ground and looking off into the distance over the top of the city that you were looking through, you see the pinnacles of avarice and they are indeed enclosed by a gray dome that you can't really see through. But above this dome is a face carved into the side of the mountain. And it looks to be almost skull-like and screaming as if trying to escape from the confines of the stone. But you can notice that the stone has been shaped around the base skull to actually appear to be Karzuk. This might be your very first visual clue as to what Karzug looks like. And the mountains above the pinnacles of Avarice that are overlooking the city of Zenshalast. Rocks and Rune Lords is a production of Back Patio Network. Rise of the Rune Lords and Pathfinder are trademarked and property of Paizo. This episode of Rocks and Rune Lords is brought to you by Roll20. Be sure to check them out on Roll20.net. Check out our website at BackPatioNetwork.com. If you like this podcast, please rate it five stars, leave a review, spread the word to your friends, or even join our Patreon and you can get early access. If you need to talk to us, join our Discord. The links are on the website to join. As always, thank you very much for listening. This is Casey. You all have a wonderful night.